No, it's been a, it's been a really great series this month talking about um, social media and how to interact with it appropriately and how to make sure that the time that we spend on our social media sites, uh, we use that tool to impact people for Jesus and we maintain our own personal relationship with Jesus as we use those social media platforms, whichever one you choose to use. And so uh, we're going to wrap it up tonight. We started this series three weeks ago, and I just kind of gave a brief overview and talked about how Paul, uh, the apostle, the guy who wrote most of the New Testament, did an incredible job of taking what was uh, placed before him and using it as a tool. And, and he did this incredible job of using whatever was placed before him as a tool and then also maintaining his walk and his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, and then the week after that, two weeks ago, uh, we simply talked about this idea that, that social media is an incredible tool. And we just have to use it the right way. And the best way we can use it the right way is to speak the truth in love. To speak the truth in love. And then yet, uh, last week... We simply looked at this idea um, that uh, we've got to avoid some of the pitfalls of social media. And so we looked at some of the more common pitfalls that, that we face when we interact with social media and how we can take steps to avoid those pitfalls. And so this week, we're finishing up our series talking about social media. And I simply want to talk about the art of self-examination. Because when it comes down to it, every time we are on social media, every time uh, that, that we open up a screen and we go to uh, a site, and really every day as a part of our lives and our walk with Jesus Christ, we should be examining ourselves. We should be examining ourselves and, and really seeing, all right, what are some things that I do really, really well? What are some things that I am really good at? And what are some things that I can improve upon? And so we are going to look at this idea of examination. And the big question tonight is simply this. It's how do we create a healthy habit of self-examination? that leads to a better version of ourselves. How do we create a healthy habit of self-examination that leads to a better version of ourselves in our lives, but specifically talking this month, how do we do this on social media? How do we examine ourselves and, and just be brutally honest, here are some things I'm doing well, here are some things I can improve upon, so that when I am online, I am maintaining my walk with Jesus Christ, but I am also using this incredible platform and this incredible tool to reach others for his kingdom. So I was in college, and, uh, and when I was in college, I was playing intramural soccer. I, I was not a great soccer player, but I liked playing soccer. And so uh, they had like this really small intramural league that I could join. It was an indoor soccer league during the winter. And so I, I jumped on a team and I'm playing indoor soccer. And I will never forget, I was in the, the back defensive end of the field. I was kind of on the left side. I remember this very vividly. Uh, and, and the wall was probably from about me to the TV. And this ball is coming toward me kind of slow and it's kind of bouncing as it comes toward me. And so my thought is, I'm going to step up and I'm going to drill this ball and I'm going to kick it up to my forwards so that they can score. 
And I remember it all seemed to happen in slow motion. I remember the ball is bouncing and I'm coming up and there's this other kid that was a really good soccer player and he was running toward me and I remember I planted my foot to kick the ball like you're supposed to and I went to go kick and I I don't really remember what happened next because everything just kind of sped up. But I remember that as I swung, he swung also And I don't know who hit the ball or what happened, but I know that his cleat hit right there at the edge of my kneecap. And I told you guys last week that my left knee was a little bit bummed. Um, And so my kneecap that night popped right here. And I just remember immediately going down on the ground and laying there like this. And I remember that as I'm sitting there, my kneecap, I've got a bump right here where my knee should be, and then my kneecap should be here looking like this, but my knee looked like this because my kneecap was completely out of place, completely in the wrong spot. And so um, I, 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 I didn't know what to do, so I was like, well, maybe if I straighten my leg, my kneecap will pop back in place. And so I was like, Ugh! and pop, it popped right back in place. And I was like, well, that's probably not normal. I probably should go get that checked out. And so... Um, we went to the hospital and um, they, they did some tests and whatnot and sent me to physical therapy. And I went through physical therapy and got my knee strengthened back up. And, and everything, everything was good uh, at, at that point. And, and, uh, and so, so I'm going to keep coming back to this idea of my knee and comparing it to social media. Um, the, the book of James is a really practical book. The book of James is just super practical. If you want to read a book of the Bible where you can read it and it, it speaks in a language that easily speaks to your heart and challenges the way that you live, where you can examine yourself, uh, read the book of James because it is, it is an incredible book. And um, in the book of James, James talks about how we relate to other people. And, and he starts off talking about how we relate, but then he goes into this idea that uh, how we relate is really important But if we can't examine ourselves and figure out what we do well and where we can improve, then it doesn't do any good. And and so we're going to read from the the book of James tonight because while there was no social media in Bible times, this directly applies to how we interact with social media. Uh, Starting in verse 19, it says, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. James is talking specifically about how we relate to people. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week, but when you get on social media, being quick to listen and slow to speak is not something that normally happens. When we get on social media, being quick to listen and slow to speak is not something that normally happens. We are normally slow to listen. Somebody posts something. We don't take the time to, to digest it and think about it and, and examine it from, from their point of view and how we can use their point of view to relate it to, to their walk with Jesus Christ and our walk with Jesus Christ and respond in a kind, loving manner. No, often what we do is we take what they say and instead of taking a step back and being quick to listen, we are... Or, yeah, quick to listen. We're slow to listen. And we just, boom, jump right in and we're quick to speak and we fire right back. And James says the opposite of this should be happening. 
We should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And when we are quick to listen, and when we are slow to speak, and when we think through the things that we post and the comments that we make and the way that we interact with people on social media, the anger level on social media is going to go down. Social media is an incredibly angry-filled place. And I think that is directly related to the fact that we struggle as human beings to live out this verse. James says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. And I I love the way that he starts this. He says, hey, take note of this. Listen, this is important. Take notes. We need to live this out on a daily basis, in our daily walks, as we live our lives with people and on social media. And I I love, he continues here. He says, we should be slow to become angry. Why? Because he continues in verse 20, he says this. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. You guys know this. When people are angry, stuff happens that is not God-honoring. And we've talked about this all month long, and I've hit on this repeatedly because it is so vitally important as we interact with social media that that we've got to speak the truth in love. Because anger, when we jump to anger, when we jump to sticking it to people, when we jump to posting something just to make a point, that does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And then James moves to another area that we should be living out that in the way that we relate to people. He says, therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent. You guys recognize this. Social media, uh, it's a great tool, but it's also got some pitfalls. We've got to avoid those pitfalls. We've got to be careful about what we click on and, and what we look at and what we like and how we comment uh, we, we've got to be careful about the, the coarse joking that we put out and the coarse joking that we take into ourselves. Um, we've, got to, we've got to get rid of that stuff. And so James is, James is setting the stage here. He's saying, listen, here are some really, really, really important ways that we can relate to other people. We need to take note of this. We need to be aware of this. We need to, to make sure that we are living this Way And then he begins to jump in to this idea of evaluation. And I think he does this because he recognizes we are really bad at evaluating ourselves. We are really bad at evaluating ourselves. And, and so listen to what he says. Um, go back to that other slide, sorry. And, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. You see, James knew we can listen to, to God's word. We can listen to our friends, we can listen to family members that encourage us to live the right way. We can listen to people that say, hey, 
that may not be the healthiest, wisest thing for you in your life right now. We can listen to people that, that say, uh, hey, that comment you made, that, that seemed pretty hurtful. You may just want to be aware. We, may, we can listen to people that say, hey, what you're viewing is probably not the greatest thing for your own personal health. But, but he says, you can listen to that and we can do a great job of just tuning it out. And it's like looking at our face in the mirror and then completely forgetting what we look like. I'll never forget, after going through physical therapy on my knee, things got stronger. My knee was feeling pretty good. And it got into like late winter and early spring. And uh, my friends and I were one time playing soccer, one time playing ultimate frisbee. And I remember I was playing ultimate frisbee out on the soccer field. And I took off down the side of the field, down the right side of the field. And my goal was take off down the right side of the field, cut back across the middle. And my friend went to throw a really long throw. And so I'm sprinting as hard as I can. And the Frisbee is coming and I'm like, all right, I got to give it just a little bit more effort. And I'm going to catch this and score for our team. And it's going to be awesome. And so I give it everything I've got. And all of a sudden, I just realize, boom, I am flat on the ground. Like there was no catching myself with the hand, my hands. It was just like my knee gave out and my face hit the floor. And I was like, oh my goodness, what just happened? And so my friends laughed at me because I fell flat on my face. So that was slightly embarrassing. Um, but I realized in that moment, my kneecap popped out of place. But it was crazy because you know what happened? It popped right back in place. And I was like... I'm good. Like, yeah, it hurt just a little bit, but I'm good. Let's keep playing, everybody. Let's go. And so, so, the, so I, I continued to do this. I continued to do this over and over and over and over, where I would take off running, I would fall down, I'd hop up and be like, huh? It popped back in place. And it hurt less and less and less every time it happened. Now, I had friends that were in my life that were saying, CJ, you might want to slow down a little bit. And I remember my parents saying, CJ, you might want to get this checked out. You might want to stop being so crazy on your knee. And I listened to what they said. And I looked at myself and I said, I'm good. Like, yeah, it pops out every once in a while. And I fall, which, you know, is slightly embarrassing. But you know what? It doesn't really hurt. It pops right back in. Not a big deal. I'm good. And I did this over and over and over and over. And and here's the thing. Any form of self-evaluation, self-examination would have told me something is not normal with my knee. And I did exactly what this verse says. I looked at myself in the mirror and I walked away and immediately forgot what I looked like. Why do we do this? We do this with with injuries, obviously, but we also do this with our lives on social media. We do this with our relationships with our friends. We do this with our relationships with significant others. We, we see things that are red flags. We see things that we realize those probably aren't the best things for us. And 
we look at that in the mirror and we look at ourselves and we walk away and completely forget what we look like. I think there are a few reasons why we do this. And they are this. The first one is this. We completely ignore self-evaluation because we don't like change. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that we ignore self-evaluation. That's one of the biggest reasons we can look at ourselves, notice an issue, or we hear our friends notice an issue, or our parents notice an issue, or other people around us notice an issue. We can look at ourselves, and deep inside of us, we just don't want things to change. The, the truth of the matter is, yeah, my knee was giving out on me. My kneecap was popping in and out of place. I didn't want to change. I didn't want to slow down. The weather was getting nice outside. I didn't want to stop playing ultimate frisbee, and I didn't want to stop doing, uh, you know, sports and whatever I was doing on campus. I wanted to go out, and I wanted to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. And isn't that the way we live our lives on social media? We want to be able to do and say the things that we want to do and say. We don't want things to change. We don't want to have to take a step back and say, all right, I so want to speak my opinion and my viewpoint right now, but I probably should take a step back and, and make some changes and think, what is the best way to respond here? I really want to shoot out a really fast post, but, but I don't necessarily want to take the time to step back and change and ask myself, is what I'm posting here honoring God and honoring the people that are going to see this post. I know I shouldn't be looking at those images on social media. Yeah, it might not be porn, but I know it's still not quite healthy, but I don't want to change enough to stop. And so we just continue. We continue down a path that is going to lead to more damage in the future, because we don't want to change. The second reason we ignore self-evaluation is this. We like to be in control. We like to be in control. And if we recognize there are some things that need to change, then we recognize that something else is controlling us. That is really, really hard in our culture. It's really hard to admit, I'm not completely in control of my own life. And I need to do something about that. It was really hard for me to admit I'm not control of my own athletic ability. My knee is. And I didn't want to change and I didn't want to admit my lack of control. And, and so often that's the way that, that we live. We want to control our lives. We want to control our social media sites. We want to control who we are. We want to control what we look at. We want to control what we listen to. We want to control what we say, how we say it, and who we say it to. Because we want control. And so we can look at ourselves and we can say, yeah, this may not be the best for me, but I'm going to have to give up some control in order to change this. And I already don't like change and so I'm just going to ignore self-evaluation. Third reason is this. Often, 
self-examination often is initiated from the outside. This kind of goes back to control as well, but the truth is self-examination is often initiated by other people. So not only do we not have control over our own lives, but often when we start to examine ourselves, we feel like other people are trying to control us. You guys have felt this. When your parent starts a conversation that says, hey, listen, we need to talk. I need you to... Like immediately our defenses rise. Immediately we get this this anxious feeling that says, whoa, 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 whoa. You are not in control of me. And often self-examination is initiated by the outside. Often it's people that notice things about us. People that notice things about us in our daily lives. But people that notice things about our lives on social media that try to speak into our lives to make our lives better, to help us examine ourselves, and we immediately throw up a wall because we don't want to give another person control. And often, examining ourselves starts by giving another person enough control to say, you're right. Maybe I need to make some adjustments. Maybe I need to make some changes. And so I remember I fell on my knee over and over and over and over and over. And so eventually, late into the spring, right before summer, enough people had said, CJ, Listen, man, you got to get this checked out. And I realized my own lack of control with my own knee, it was starting to hurt a little bit more. That I was like, all right, I should probably go to the doctor for this. And so we went to this doctor and he did some tests and some x-rays and some MRIs and all that good stuff. Long story short, I destroyed my knee. It had popped out of place so many times that... these ligaments here were stretched and torn. This muscle, my quad, was no longer attached to my kneecap. The cartilage that was under my kneecap was completely gone, completely blown away. This tendon that attached here was no longer attached to my kneecap. And so they had to go in and basically rebuild the top of my knee and like cut a bone and move it over and screw in screws and drill a hole into my femur so that it would build its own cartilage underneath my kneecap. Um, and just completely rebuild the top of my knee. And then I went through like two months of being on crutches and then six weeks, eight weeks more of physical therapy. And the doctor said this when I went into his office for that first time. He said, if you had come to me sooner, this would have been totally different. And so often, this is what happens to us in our lives, in our social media lives. We get all the way back here where we're like, okay, I need to get this checked out. I got to get this back under control. That now we have to take step after step after step to get back to where we be, where we were. Whereas if we had just 
taking some honest self-examination. While we're here, we would have been able to move forward a whole lot easier. Things would have been different. Our lives would be in a better spot. And so the question tonight is, how do we have a healthy habit of self-examination that leads to a better version of ourselves? How do we have a healthy, ver- a healthy habit of self-examination? How do we develop that so that we have a better version of ourselves? Uh, there, there are a few ways we can do this. The first one is this. When someone gives you feedback, follow James' advice in all areas of your life. Be quick to listen and slow to speak on social media, in your own lives, with your parents, with your friends, with your siblings. But when someone is specifically giving you feedback... That should be a red flag that that's a time of self-examination. Be quick to listen to that feedback. Be slow to speak. Be slow to get defensive. Allow yourself to feel the emotions that you're feeling of immediate defenses up and just wrestle with those emotions for the moment that they're there and know those emotions of defensiveness and of you can't control me, those are going to diminish. And if we can sit there and we can be slow to speak and we don't fly off the handle and raise the, the level of tension in the relationship, but we can feel the emotions, let them die down, and then be quick to listen and really examine ourselves, that's going to go a long way. So if someone gives you feedback, be quick to listen Slow to speak. Feel your emotions. Emotions are normal, but know that those emotions are going to diminish. And when they diminish, you're in a good, healthy spot to begin to look at yourself for self-examination. The second one is this. Say these words to yourself. We're going to say them together tonight. You ready? Repeat after me. I don't have control of everything. That was all right. Let's, let's say it one more time. I don't have control of everything. I can improve. I can improve. Yes. I don't have control of everything. I can improve. Guys, this is so vital that we live this and this becomes a part of who we are. I don't have control of everything. I can improve. I don't have control of everything. I can improve. And when someone gives you feedback and you feel those defenses rise up and you're angry and you're frustrated and you feel like, but I should be allowed to fill in the blank. But I don't have control of everything. I can improve. I don't have control of everything. I can improve. Some of the most valuable things we can do for ourselves is tell ourselves the truth. Let me say that again. Some of the most valuable things we can do for ourselves is tell ourselves the truth. Because sometimes we don't believe the truth about ourselves. We believe that we don't have control. We believe, or we believe that we do have control. We believe that we are unloved. We believe that we are unworthy. And in those moments, we have to tell ourselves the truth. The truth is you are loved. The truth is you are worthy. 
The truth is, we don't have control, but we can improve. And there is a God that loves you beyond your wildest dreams while you don't have control. That's the beauty of who he is. And so when we start looking at self-evaluation, repeat these words, tell yourself the truth. I don't have control of everything. I can improve, but I'm loved. I'm loved. I'm loved. All right. Third one is this. Tell someone about the change you need to make and ask for help. Tell someone about the change you need to make and ask for help. Often what we do is we decide to make a change. We're serious about making a change, but we don't tell anyone. And then we just kind of fall back into our old patterns of life. And so when we start looking at self-examination, we need to, to look at ourselves, be honest with ourselves, tell ourselves the truth about what we're good at, what we're not good at, and then talk to somebody else. Talk to somebody else and say, hey, if you see me post something you think is offensive on Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram, uh, tell me. I want to cut that out. Hey, uh, I just want to be honest. I'm I'm struggling with what I'm looking at. I I need your help. I need you to ask me how I'm doing every once in a while. I, I struggle responding. So if you see me post a comment to somebody that seems really angry, I need you to come and I need you to tell me that, that I, I did something that, that was angry related and I need to improve on that. And we tell someone. If we can practice these steps, if we can listen to feedback, if we can tell ourselves the truth that we're not in control, we can't improve, and if we can talk to other people about the changes we need to make, our habits of self-examination are going to improve going to get better. And guys, social media is such a great place to start with self-examination because it's out there for everybody to see. And I, I can almost guarantee that if you were to go to one of your friends and say, hey, what do you notice about my social media that could improve? They've probably got a few things to say, but they're not going to come out and just say it necessarily unless it starts to get bad. And so let's, let's, let's start with our social media. Let's, let's get it out there and, and make the, the areas of our lives that are the most visible to the most people, the most loving, healthy, kind areas of our lives. And so the practical challenge is this. The practical challenge this week is to uh, figure out which one of these you need to work on most. Which one of these do you need to work on most? Maybe for you, it's, it's listening to feedback. Maybe for you, it's just telling yourself, I'm not in control. I've got to admit that. Or, or maybe you need to talk to someone. You already know what you need to change. But pick one of these this week and, and really spend some time thinking about it, praying about it, and, and facing the, the changes that you need to make in these areas. Let me pray for you guys. God, thank you so much for tonight.